You are now listening to that meddlesome jerk. Please enjoy responsibly. All right, everybody. Welcome to that meddlesome jerk. Today we have a guest, Asha. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Hopefully the audio sounds okay. You said you you did a podcast over this, right? I did. It sounded pretty good. I had um, quite a number of people, so it was a little distorted. Mm. Um, but I just did one uh, last night too, and I only had a few people, and it sounded good. All right, nice. Um, so this is a video conference and I just want to apologize right now because I have to kind of hold the phone close to me. So it's just a big old close up of my face Yeah, on, right. and not on anyone else's. Uh, so a while ago, um, when uh, actually when it first came out, the, the Tiger King, I watched it and I think it took me about mm, a, a two days maybe to kind of power through it. I tried to dull it out, but it didn't work. Uh, it was too, too insane for me to not watch it. And one of my friends had s- suggested it to me cause like I was interested in it, but like Netflix has kind of burned me when it comes to documentary series. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because a lot of it, I'm like, yeah, it doesn't need to be a series. It could be a movie. Maybe it could be a a, a two-parter. It doesn't need to be, you know, six to ten episodes long. Like, I just got done watching um, McMillions. Oh, okay. On HBO. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like seven, six or seven episodes long. And it did not need to be that long. Yeah. Like, they definitely stretched it. It got to the point where the end came and it was supposed to be like this big reveal. And I, I left it playing and I went and took my dog for a walk. I was like, nah. and then I came back on, I came back into my house and I saw that it was still playing. And I'm like, this fucking show is still on. Yeah. So it, it kind of burned me after a while. Yeah. So it's I was like a little, staircase. say that again. It's like the staircase. It's, it's about this guy that, allegedly murdered his wife mm-hmm. but it really could have been done in like three parts they dragged that sucker out like crazy making was, a murder was the same way yeah exactly yeah where so. it was like yeah like towards the end it was just court case it was just showing the actual them in court yeah exactly um so i i was a little hesitant like i had put it on my list i remember seeing a notification for it um through netflix and i i was like uh, uh, the title seems interesting enough. Um, maybe I'll check it out. So I put it on my list or uh, put up a notification and then it came out and one of my friends started watching it, texted me and was like, you need to watch this. And I was like, ah, I will. And then, you know, I started getting down on, on doc series. And then yeah. later that night I was like, ah, I'm just going to watch an episode, see if it's good, see if it's not. Like, what else am I fucking doing? Right. And so I started watching it. And then, you know, come two o'clock in the morning, I've, I've already watched like three episodes. 
And I was like, okay, I fucking like this. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was like the next day. That's when I texted you and Jordan and almost everyone I know. You're like, you need to watch this. And hands across the, like, hands across the board, it, it was almost the same reaction. Like, a couple was just like, what is it about? But like, nah, I'll get around to it. Uh, and now it's like one of the most popular fucking things in America. Yeah. Everyone is talking about it. Like, my yeah. wife came home from work and was like talking. She's like, oh, me and all the people, like, all of her and her coworkers are talking. I was like, you didn't even watch it. You watch bits and pieces when you walk back and forth. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, I just have to say that before we start talking about the documentary itself, which if you haven't seen it, go watch it because we're about to spoil some shit. Yeah, we are. And it's wild. Uh, Everyone well, should it, watch it. Yeah, and I, re I remember, I think Jordan asked me what it was. It might have been you or Jordan. But like, I was like, what is it about? And I'm like, uh, I could tell you what it's about, but that's not what it's about. Right. Because it like, takes like so I could, many I could tell you, Yeah, it takes so many like left turns that you, you really don't know when you're watching it what's going to happen next. But I could tell you what it's about and still not give anything away. Yeah, I mean, basically it's about a dude who owns a zoo. Yeah, like a privatized I mean, A privatized zoo. zoo. And like that... It, you know, it boiled, but then, you know, you, you, get, you get into like his weird rivals, his like competitors, the whole black market for buying exotic animals, the mm -hmm. fact that he's gay and he has multiple husbands, but the husbands aren't gay. They're actually straight. Yeah. And he only hires like ex-cons and... And that's like, like that. That's say, not like, even the entire thing. Say, yeah, yeah. That's not even the entire thing. And that's like the most redeeming quality about that guy. Yeah, yeah. He hires ex-cons and people that are like down on their luck and like wants to give people a shot to like do better in the world. Yeah. That's like the most redeeming quality. It's the only redeeming quality about him. He uh, he also is a singer and like every like yeah, i remember being caught off guard when it just showed like a, a music video of him he's not a singer he what do you hired mean? he hired a band to write the songs and record them and he's lip syncing really yes uh i mean that, i don't know why that disappoints me yeah it's not like i liked his music like oh no uh <laughs> And I shouldn't be fucking surprised. That guy's an insane maniac. Um, but I, I, I will say, like, I was surprised when I heard him sing. I'm like, oh, he's actually got a decent voice. <laughs> but now that makes complete sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now to tell you who the band is because it's a total Milli Vanilli situation. Um... They are the Clinton Johnson Band, mm. and it's Vince Johnson and Danny Clinton. Okay. Yeah. They're from, like, Washington or something like that. Okay. And yeah. Just, mm. he, he, like, hired them to do it, and but they didn't know that he was going to, like, claim they were his own. So, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a psycho. I mean, it doesn't... <laughs> 
I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say this though, like, I know he didn't hire them to do this part because it was live. When, once again, oh, the if you have not if, if you have not seen this, major major fucking spoilers. Uh, one of his husbands kills himself uh, in front of somebody else. In front of like his okay, so at one point Joe Exotic decides to run for governor of Oklahoma. And he hires, like, this campaign manager who's working at the zoo. Mm. Like, they set up the campaign office, like, at the zoo, and he's working there. And his husband, Travis, comes in, and he's off camera, but you can see the campaign manager is talking to him, and he, and he shoots himself. Yeah, I was pretty nervous that they were going to show it. I was, too. But like, as soon as he, said, like, he was standing under the camera, I was like, oh, why did he specify that? Yeah. What's going to happen? I still thought there was going to be maybe like a splattering of blood. Oh. Or something, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a documentary on Netflix. It was I can't remember what it was called, like The Most Evil Woman in the World. It was about a lady who basically convinced two guys to run to like rob like well she convinced one guy to like rob a bank. I could be getting my facts completely fucking wrong. Uh, but like he robbed a bank. It, like, so they put a bomb around his neck. Oh yeah. 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 I know what you're and, talking about. And then like his head, like they, it fucking blew up on live TV. Yes. Um, Wasn't that the pizza delivery guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, she convinced these people and you know, on, in the, in the documentary, they kept talking about how much of a genius she was, but like 90% of the things she would talk about was how smart she was. And I don't know, generally, the people that I've met in my life who are super smart don't spend 90% of the time talking about how smart they are. In fact, right. I don't even think they spend 1% of the time talking like about how smart they are. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. Um. So, but uh, in that documentary, which was also could have been, could have been really a short, it could have been 45 minutes long. It, it didn't need to be the, you know, however many episodes they put, but they, they kept showing that clip over and over and oh, like it got exhausting. Yeah. Like yeah. once was enough, maybe twice, eh, three times, put your point in, but then, and then it kept showing like, deceased body like the the like the, the corpse laying on the ground oh yeah, like, yeah yeah i'm like it was overkill like fucking, let's knock it off yeah um but yeah so back to uh joe exotic <laughs> like so when his when his husband uh shoots himself at his funeral he gets up and he's talking about him and he talks about his magnificent balls Oh my and God. like the mother is in the front row crying and he's talking about, you know, this kid's balls. And he was, he was basically a kid. He like yeah. married him at 19. Yeah. And this, he was an older dude. And then, you know. And how like everyone at the zoo had seen his balls and like. Yeah. And then, and then like 
that was like, whatever. Like I, I have some dark friends and like, you know, if it was ever their funeral, it would be understandable to do. It's an anecdote, you know, whatever. Not light of the but you're adding some levity to it. But then he started singing. Do you even know what song it was? No. Because I couldn't, I could not tell that PA system was so bad. Yeah, yeah I just, I, yeah. I, I had just assumed that it was one of his originals. Probably. It, well, it, well. <laughs> it totally reminded me of, uh, have you seen 30 Rock? Yes. It reminded me of like Jenna Maroney, like something that she would oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or like, like uh, uh, old school with blue dice. Yeah. Which is <laughs> like, no one asked him to sing. All of a sudden he pulls a microphone out of his pocket and is like, I'm going to sing a song now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was terrible. It was yeah. So I felt so bad for Travis's mom. Yeah, it was pretty shitty when they, when he invited her to the new... The new wedding. The new wedding. And, she, and it was ju- and it was just her. It was just yeah. her and like a photographer. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then he dropped her like day old cake. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which sounds like what he does to everyone in his life. So Yeah. I mean, it's so weird how like egotistical he was. But like I, I remember they showed that clip of John Oliver. And I watch the John Oliver show pretty religiously. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when they showed the clip, I'm like, I kind of remember this. Like, it was obviously an older one. You know, I'm watching it in two, you know, 2020. Yeah. I, I believe the clip was in 2016. Right? It might have been. I so, think you know so. what I mean? Like four years yeah. ago, like it's been yeah. four years worth of, weekly news and i watch a lot of tv so a lot of stuff gets jam-packed and like shit gets mixed around and that's um, the crazy thing though is that i really feel like when he spoiler alert got indicted that i heard about it i don't yeah i don't even remember hearing about it i i just remember him so familiar (laughs) like yeah i just Oh no, everybody, Joe's frozen. Let's see if I can't contact him. Through text message. We can try to fix that. There we go, he's back. I, I heard you for a while, and then all oh, of a sudden okay. you were frozen. Um, so I, anyway, I was saying that uh, John Oliver, you know, covers a lot of crazy people, and right. so you have to be extra fucking crazy to <laughs> to to stand out and stick in my brain. Um, but yeah, like so for as how how big as he saw himself, mm. I'm like I don't. I didn't know who the fuck he was. Like if I was to be in a circle of friends and was like, Hey, you know, Joe exotic, I guarantee 
nine out of 10 people would probably be like, no, maybe 10 out of 10 people. Yeah. I think that's fair. Like, I don't think he, like he thought he was on like everybody's radar when he was only in a radar of like very select few. Well, like I think his employees and who he saw as competition. Cause I don't think anyone else saw him as competition. No, I don't think so. Cause what was the other guy's name? Um, Which one? The one who had the harem of girls. Doc Antiel. Yes, that that is him. He he definitely didn't see him as competition. Not at all. No. No, because I mean his ego was just as big, if not bigger. He came across like the biggest douchebag on the face of the planet. He did. He had a menagerie of wild animals. Yeah. Like backed it up. I mean, he reminded me just of like a showbiz person. Like Yeah. Like you were never getting the real him. Mm-hmm. You were because he knew like especially the camera's on, so he knows he's on. And like if it didn't show those clips of him being like like knowing what to say and do of like, okay, hey, you want me to do this for the camera angle? Like I'll come out of the door and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like he he's a, a, a showman. Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, Maynard from Tool once said that, like, he did a documentary about his wine business. And at the end of it, he was saying, like, he's like, well, you don't know if any of this is real. He's like, we can edit it to make you think whatever we want you to think. Right, exactly. He's like, you'll never know, like, what's the real me and what's not the real me. Mm -hmm. And obviously, if he wanted, I don't know, you know, or who knows, maybe that's the, the trick of being like, haha, see, did we do something? We probably did. I don't know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, people like me go like, oh, well, he said it. So <laughs> yeah, of course he's not hiding anything. Right. Why would he say that and then continue to hide something? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so in the documentary, they... I don't want to say alluded. That's too soft of a word. Yeah. They, they said pretty much, or, you know, they made it out to be that Joe, Joe exotic and doc were both like cults. Yeah. More so the latter than the former, because Mm -hmm. I mean, really like Joe exotic had two husbands. Yeah. Um, And I mean, when you really break it down, it was too, like, he got them both at, like, 19. They were both uh, addicted to drugs. Yeah. When they, um, you know, don't know any better and they're in a vulnerable situation and here comes this guy, an older person who probably looks a little bit like a savior figure or an enabler figure. A sugar daddy for sure. For sure. I mean, where do you think they were getting all their meth and all their? Weed? No, I mean, and he, you know, they say that in the in the doc. Yeah. That, you know, he supplied them. You know, he kind of gave them anything that they wanted: drugs and toys and. Yeah. All their guns. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, when when I was younger, uh, 
there was a dude here in San Diego. He invented the Gravitron. Um, The fair ride? Yes, the fair ride. Oh, okay. And he lived in Del Mar. And um, I remember going over to one of my friend's house and saying that they were going to go hang out with this dude. Okay. Let me see. And they're like, we're going to go, we're going to go out to Del Mar and hang out with this dude. And he like, will basically buy us anything we want. Ew. (laughs) That already for me is like a red flag. Let me see here. Um, I'm trying to see if it's uh, if it was actually him because it says there are many variations. Um, uh, don't don't name names. Anyway. Yeah. I, well, I just I want to be sure that it was the right because I know he invented oh. some fucking ride. Okay. It might not have been the gravitron. I don't want people looking it up and it's like he died okay. in '49. Okay. You know, um, so he invented something. He was really rich. He lived out in Del Mar, which is a rich part of San Diego. And he would invite kids out to his house for the weekend and basically do the same thing that Joe Exotic did, except without marrying them. He would supply them with drugs. He would supply them with whatever they wanted, basically. They wanted new clothes. They wanted, um, you know, whatever they wanted. It was, it was kind of theirs. And like he opened up his house and just let everybody run free. The thing is some of the kids had to kind of pay up booty wise. And I knew some of the kids who would sleep with them who were not gay. They just enjoyed heroin and or Coke way more <laughs> sure. than they minded a dick inside right. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, um, I guess, you know, heroin will do that to you, so. Heroin will do that to you. Um, I mean, addiction makes you do crazy things. So, so I get it. I get, like, it, it is what it is. Uh, like, when you're young and stupid and broke. Yeah. Like, there's not much. That. Yeah, you're just you're kind of like, well, you, you don't really have... Like a, a, a no button. Yeah. It's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Like, I'll let him go down on me. I'll fucking take one in the mouth. I don't care. Like, you know, yeah, what exactly. what's what's a couple minutes of like discomfort? Right. Compared to like he just gave me four thousand dollars and now not that he paid them that much, who knows? But you know right, what I mean? Right, like, right. Let's just yeah. say a thousand dollars. Now I can buy a bunch of dope. I can buy a hotel. I can buy, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's the only thing. Heroin that's probably the only yeah. thing they were buying, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't think Joe Exotic was a cult. Uh, Doc definitely had cult vibes. Oh yeah. Um, mainly, but he was more like he didn't strike me as anything other than like what like. I don't know, Harvey Weinstein or like any other like powerful C 
CEO where it's like, I'm going to accrue a set of women to show off. Cause he's already like, it, it, it tells you immediately that like, it's a, it's a status of power yeah. to have yeah. these like exotic animals. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's the same thing when, you know, the guy from Vegas shows up and it's like, he's taking all these pictures with all these girls from Las Vegas. I guarantee he's not sleeping with them. No. He might sleep with one or two. You're talking about um, Jeff Lowe. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he got as pretty of a wife as he did. Well, I'm well, surprised anyone. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, not really. It doesn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, but then you find out like it, if you find out like he rents like his mansion and his Ferrari and like, it's all a facade. It's all fucking, these guys are just, yeah, it's all, all tiny. It's all tiny dick syndrome. Basically like that's what the entire documentary should be called. It should be murder mayhem and whatever else it was. No, it should just be tiger King, tiny dick syndrome. (laughs) It's my parents didn't love me and my dick is super small. Yeah. Episode one. Yeah. <laughs> Where things went wrong. Um, well, I love that yeah. like first off in the, in the, like the first episode, Joe Exotic is like, well, I, I knew I was gay from like the age of 13 and I told my parents and my dad made me shake my hand shake his hand in front of my mama and tell him I wouldn't come to his funeral, and then I drove my car off a off a bridge, and it's like, you you couldn't have yeah. buried that lead like just a little bit, <laughs> like yeah. just just oh, a that, little bit. You couldn't do that. That whole documentary is just fucking insane. Yeah. Um, which brings me to the topic I wanted to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, is a while ago we were doing things where we would give each other topics. And we would research them, and it lasted an episode. Uh, it split into two, and we were planning on doing more. We never did. And then we got uh, separated, and things fell by the wayside. But one of the things that I wanted you to look up was a group. Now, I don't know how to properly pronounce their name. Right. And I don't give a shit because fuck this guy. Yeah. So I'm going to pronounce it however I want to say it. And they could suck a dick. Fair. It's New Wabian. Yeah. New Wabian. Yeah. I'm going to just say it that. It's N-U-W-A-U-B-I-A-N. Yeah. I think it's a play on like Nubian. Probably. And who knows? It might, um, it might even be like kind of pronounced that way. Yeah. But... So it is as close as we're going to get. So, yeah. So I stumbled upon them when I was living in Arizona in the early two thousands. And, uh, I was with my friend's wife and we were discussing something that like led us down the rabbit hole of racism. Okay. And I was like, all right, well, obviously there are a plethora of white power movements. There is no shortage of racist white people. Right. And I'm like, you know, you can find an organization dedicated to the, you know, the power of the white man. That's not a hard dig. 
But I was like, oh, there's got to be, you know, other organ like there's other organizations out there who they believe their race is the best. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't hear about it that often. You don't hear about like an all Japanese like That's religion great. where everybody, you know, else is scum and they're the the true chosen children. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I was like, there has to be. I mean, so I did some digging. And for the most part, you when you when digging into it, you find a lot of white supremacy. And then uh, the nation of Islam comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. And but I wanted something further. I wanted something kind of, kind of off the deep end. And boy, did I fucking find one. So uh, I'll give kind of a, a brief explanation of them. Because, <laughs> like, the history is fairly... Uh, it, it's, it's not much different than any other cult, okay. honestly. Like, yeah. um, it started... In the 70s, uh, basically this guy, his name was David York. Um, he changed his name a ton of times. And, oh no, I, I apologize. See, I already meant Dwight York. How could I forget Dwight? How could you forget that? Uh, God, I feel so ashamed of myself. Now, all the other things that are going to, all the information coming from now here on out is going to be just null and void. Yeah. So his name is Dwight York. And then I, he, you know what? He might've changed it to David Z York. Or maybe he kept it Dwight York. I don't know. Anyway. No, I, think, I think David is correct. Are you looking it up? No, but I do remember when I started reading about it. So, cause I was like, there's no reason I would just say it. So anyway. Yeah, he, I, and I only remember it because my first husband's uh, surname was York. Oh, all right. And I remember being like, oh, I wonder if this crazy mofo is part of your crazy family. So, I doubt, <laughs> unless he was black, I don't know. Uh, he wasn't. And it's, but... and it's York with, jet, like, New York. There's no E. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so, basically, it started out... Uh, in kind of like the 70s, but real quick, in 1964, he was arrested for having sex with a 13-year-old girl. And he was put on probation, because why not? And he broke that probation and was arrested for carrying a weapon and was sentenced to three years. So, sure. He has kind of like a long rap sheet of this already. Like, um, I'm like, I can spend hours and hours going over like every detail, but I'm gonna kind of hit the highlights. Sure. So, so after this, he he basically like convinced this like uh, apartment comp, like the apartment complex that he lived in he kind of convinced them to all be a part of his religion. Like, so he started a religion and he convinced all his neighbors and friends and some relatives and uh, basically started this little tiny cult. 
wasn't called uh, Nawubian just yet. They went under a different name. Um, a lot of it is very like uh, Egyptian themed mm -hmm. or uh, like Muslim, you know what I mean? Like in the beginning, it was very much Muslim centric. Yeah. And then veered off more towards uh, weird sci-fi slash Egyptian. And so during this time, this is when he changed his name to Dr. Malachi Z. York. Such a great name. Yes. And so during the 70s and 80s, he started getting more people. Um, and he would print out pamphlets and get like incense and all this stuff and kind of get like all the people to go out and sell for him to fund his various projects. Ooh, okay. And then, then once they started getting bigger, this is when things started getting more cult-like. So like that's when he asked them all to surrender all of their possessions and he got like um, an apartment complex that was like that, that resembled like barracks mm -hmm. and lived there. And they, they were lived, they lived there for free. They worked for free. Some, not all were given like a, you know, a quote, like a daily little allowance. Um, okay. uh, and then most so like he had a, a quota for them to meet as well so they had to do a hundred dollars worth of selling of the like the merchandise that he gave them okay and then if he didn't if they didn't meet those they would get beaten so he had kind of like his group of thugs who did his enforcing of and course. so this is when like you know he started kind of really controlling their lives and yeah. he would choose the spouses for people uh. and only allow them to mate when he said that it was okay to mate oh. and if they wanted to mate without like without him choosing it they had to ask permission Ew. yeah and so like, say you didn't meet your quotas and you didn't perform your sacred duties or anything that he had, like, you know, yeah. you're, nope, can't do anything. Ew. Yes. So this is kind of tying into with uh, the Tiger King. Yeah. He also had a harem. Surprise, no. surprise. Surprise, surprise. I know. Well, I, even though you were sitting down, I saw you sway a little bit because of the shock. Are you okay? I'm, I'm a little lightheaded right now. Go eat a sugar cookie. Fan yourself <laughs> off. Um, I'm my coffee. Let me just prepare myself. So not only did he have his own harem, he made it so any of the women were not off limits to him. Oh, even like the mated women? So even like, you know, if I was in the cult and married, he yeah. could have my wife whenever he pleased. Ew. I hate that I just said mated women too. Ugh. Um, so obviously 
he started impregnating a lot of these women. Sure. And then after that, like he, he kind of, it went from, and th- like I said, dude, this hits all the check marks for cults. Like there's nothing in here besides like their actual beliefs that differ from really most cults because it all right. starts off with one dude. It starts off kind of normal and then it fucking slowly descends into madness. This yeah. one is way the fuck descended into madness. Um, right. So after he gets his harem of girls, uh, you know, he then starts kind of going after underage girls. Ew. Um, around this time, oh. he bought an 80-acre property in the Catskill Mountains in New York and kind of used it as a retreat that he called Camp Jazeer. Oh, okay. Um, and basically, you know, it was his place. He went and had girls and brought to him. So uh, it was also said that one of the girls that he had sent to Camp Jazeera was a six-year-old where he molested her. Joe. Uh, yes. And then uh, he was saying that, what is that? Um, so basically, like, he, he molested a lot of, like, anywhere from six to 14. He was a pedophile. He was basically a pedophile. And then makes things even worse. He started getting the older women to recruit no. from the outside, either get in younger girls or get like relatives or their own daughters. And they're so, and they're so obsessed and brainwashed that they're just doing this. They're just doing that's, it. That's and this kills me about cults and you know, stuff like this. Yeah. Is and they're just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Let me, let me bring you all my like baby sisters. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, this kind of goes on for a long time, and then in '93, that's when he bought a 476-acre property in Georgia, and then moved all the members over there. Well, at least way? like. So here's the thing, like. It says that there was multiple chapters and like, you know, it's, it's hard to say how many members were actually there because if you go on their website or if you go on their th- they make it seem like they're a global domination. Sure. Um, but I mean, there are members. There, there's more than hundreds of members. Uh, and I'll tell you why later. But uh, so at least for now, he brought all the people who were in New York with him over to Georgia and this was going to be their new compound and he chose he chose this place in Georgia mainly because of how small every place like you know how small everything was so that they wouldn't be like seen basically okay yeah don't want nobody peeking yeah So, and when he moved there, that's when he kind of dropped all, like, dropped being a Muslim. Um, And then they went through several different names and kind of, like, their philosophy has changed, like, from since the beginning to, like, where it is now. It's kind of fucking just went all over the place. Okay. Um, And I'll kind of get back to where they are now. Um, But, so they dropped it. and for a while, 
York claimed to be Native American. So he changed his name to Chief Black Eagle. And their name was now the Yamasee Native American Moors of the Creek Nation. So, sure. Well, he and, probably thought if he claimed to be Native American, they would get protected. Close, kind of. He did it so he can apply uh, for a license to operate a casino. No. Yes. Oh, that's so janky. Luckily, he got denied. Good. So, well, um, good. Piece of crap. <laughs> So it, it failed. That's, that's when he decided to call his group the United Nation of Nuwabian Moors. Uh, and then that's when he started using the Egyptian, like more Egyptian stuff. Um, and then he started identifying himself as a god from outer space. Now, the stuff, so that's, so I'm going to kind of get, jump into right here where like, some of their beliefs are real quick. Um, real quick, he had his followers build two pyramids out of wood and a bunch of other Egyptian style buildings on the compound, uh, which they called Tamare. And then, so most of the people who were on the compound lived in like tiny shitty trailers and he lived in a huge mansion. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, according to uh, one source, it had as many as 400 people living on the surrounding area. Of course. Um, So. Okay. Some of their beliefs. Now, in, in Arizona, like, I went through days and days of reading all their beliefs, and they're all fucking insane. All of them are completely insane. I tried looking up some of them so I can give you a, an exact quote. But like, for the most part, a lot of this shit's hard to find now. Like, I don't know how easily, why I was so easy, like able to find it back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he believes that they come from outer space, that black people are basically like gods, um, that they made white people oh okay yes and where is one like let me see um basically like let's see i can read is this the one yes okay so i found one quote uh this might have some language someone might get offended to but this is an exact quote okay the caucasian has not been chosen to lead the world They lack true emotions in their creation. We never intended them to be peaceful. They were bred to be killers. So like in the, in the thing, they bred us in these, um, these laboratories to to basically be their guards and be like, be like attack dogs. They basically treated us like dogs. Okay. They were bred to be killers with low reproduction levels and a short lifespan. What you call Negroid was to live 1,000 years each and other humans 120. But the warrior seed of Caucasians is only 60 years old. They were only created to fight other invading races to protect the God race Negroids. But they went insane 
lost control when they were left unattended, as we have been known to do. They were never meant to taste blood, but they did, and their true nature came out. Because their reproduction levels were cut short, their sexual organs were made the smallest so that the female of their race will want to breed with Negroids to breed themselves out of existence after 6,000 years. It took 600 years to breed them, part man, part beast. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. Yep. So. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a thing. It is a thing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so basically, there there was a lot of other things too, where like, uh, black people's hair goes straight up because it goes towards the sun. Mm. And then ours falls limp because it's trying to like go back to hell or like drag us to the ground. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And that That's like um, <laughs> Asians were descended from mongoloids. That's why they all look the same. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like it's, it, it's not just racist against white people. Yeah. It's racist against everyone that's not black. Everybody. Okay. I and mean, at so, least they're like equal opportunity. Yeah. Like, you know, black supremacists. So. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of to wrap this up. Um, basically, they kind of lived on this compound in, you know, doing their Egyptian things. Um, oh, yeah, before I forget, the dude, uh, Dwight York, yeah. has written hundreds, hundreds of books. Hundreds Ooh. of them. Like, okay. an insane amount. Yeah. So, um, they started kind of, like, doing their own thing anyway and having a nightclub in this pyramid. And, like, basically, they started drawing attention to themselves. The local authorities got involved. Some people were arrested. Sure. Yeah, uh, they started claiming it was racism. Um, Jesse Jackson came down. Uh, sure. Al yeah. Sharpton came down to talk. And after that, like uh, his Dwight's oldest son learned about the compound, and he went down there and kind of like you know, tried to like talk to him and, and, and whatnot and kind of ended up becoming a key in bringing him down. Oh, okay. So he worked with the sheriff and finding victims and doing whatever he could to give them information to help bring them down. Okay. So he okay. was a big thing. And so they raided the compound in about like 2002 um and then like that's when everything came in where like they started you know charging him with like stuff with firearm arson fraud um uh -huh. and then racketeering transporting children across state lines for the purpose of sexual intercourse Ugh. yada 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 um so He, he ended up obviously going to jail. Um, and, and that was about it for him. So oh, wow. 
Okay. To wrap it up, if you go, I, I went to their website just recently, uh -huh. uh, and it seems to be still active. I suggest everyone go. Um, let me see if I can pull up the website. Uh, it should be, uh, if you go to N-U-W-A-U-B-I-N facts, F-A-C-T-S dot com, that's kind of like uh, a part of their website. Okay. And it is jam packed. Like, like it, it's, it's the equivalent to, you know, like, someone finding out that uh, a buffet exists for the first time. <laughs> and okay. instead of just, you know, piling some on your plate and being like, I'll go back. Just, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. a steak and a waffle and a, a fucking Sunday. Like it, it's just, I didn't know that you can fit that many links onto one webpage. It's fucking ridiculous. Gotcha. Okay. But when you go on there, um, so like I said, when I first started studying them, you can find all these crazy theories. And like a lot of it is just shit taken from other places, like the pyramids balance the world, the fucking, you know, the World Bank is ran by Jewish lizard people. Like, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's nothing that you really haven't seen before, but it's like... The only like interesting shit is when it comes to like where black people come from and white people come from. That's when it's like fucking bonkers. Everything else is like standard conspiracy theory mixed with cult. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um but if you go to the website now, it it mainly only focuses on how our system is racist and why um, York shouldn't be in prison. So there was a lot of like, he was arrested on Martin Luther King day or, you know what I mean? On it. Yeah, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot of bullshit. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. well, how come this happened, but not this? And you know, it, right. it's basically blaming uh, the only reason he got arrested was because he was black and not molesting kids and transporting them across state lines sure. and fucking trying to like fraud people. And, yeah. and so yeah. also I'll end on this. His son said that he would dress up like a nun or become Jewish if it meant he could have the same amount of power over people. Oh, now whether or not that's true is, you know what I mean? It's right. Um, though, I don't fucking doubt it. Not in, in one bit. The only thing is, I believe that at a certain point with most cult people, that they believe their own bullshit. Yeah. Like, after a while, you, you don't separate anymore. Uh, yeah, I think, I think most of them probably do. And then I think there's a select few that just always know that they're full of shit and they're swindling people. Yeah, I think so. I, I, but I also think that given enough people telling you how great you are. Sure. You know, 
sure there, I'm sure there's maybe in the back of your mind of like, well, I can do whatever I want, but there's going to be some sort of weird God, God complex that comes with it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily means you start believing you're an actual God, mm-hmm. but like eventually you do believe if it's just like, I'm untouchable. Right. Well, it's, it's just like anyone that gets a little modicum of power. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, regardless of whether or not they're leading a cult or, you know, whatever, they start to get that feeling that they're untouchable. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I mean, there's certain people like, uh, you know, who it's like, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they think that? Because, I mean, he went from 1970 into the 2000s. Um, you know, like, so when he got arrested is probably right around when I started researching it. Right. So, so yeah, because like, I think, you know, probably at the end, it was like, when all things were said and done, let's just say 2004. Mm-hmm. And then I got out of the Navy around 2005. And that's kind of when I went like 2005, 2006 is when I started researching it. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Only like a couple years really had passed. Um, but I was going to say about like active members when he was in court, like two to 300 people would show up and protest wow. and they, so I don't That's know. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But like, yeah, I thought I would be able to find more. Um, I, cause I remember when I was like, Oh, research it. Like I thought you would be able to like, to, like how I did go in and just find this plethora of just, or, you know, of, of information. Because I, I, I fucking barely dug and it was just like, you know, a geyser just exploded. And I was like, oh my God, there's all, like, I, I couldn't read fast enough. Yeah. All the crazy shit. Yeah. But like now, all you can, you can read, there's articles out there about like the life and times of him and the religion and like a couple quotes here and there of like, the white man's the devil. But they don't like really, really get into it. Like, I remember one website that I went to had like his, like all of his books, and you can like click on and like see a bunch of like excerpts from it. And they were all just fucking batshit insane. Right. And it brought me endless amounts of enjoyment for years. Uh, like, I, I wish MySpace still existed because I wrote just this entire, like, I wrote a blog about it, but like, I basically just copy and paste it. I was like, right. I found this religion. Here is all this shit that I found. Boom. Um, and I wish MySpace still had those up because I wanted to use, use some of them for this, but I just had to go off of memory. Right. And, you know, a lot of it, like, yeah, it's just fucking, like I said, bad shit insane. Did they, is there anything that ever said, or do you remember this from when the first time we started researching it? It's like, he was super charming or like eloquent, like an eloquent speaker or, you know it what I mean? Because you hear that all the time about cult leaders. It didn't say, but I don't, I don't imagine it not being that way because okay. I don't see uh, you 
winning over that many people without you being charismatic. Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's how it usually starts is oh, I met this guy and he's so fascinating. He's so, he's smart it, it starts and... off. I, Cause I mean, if you, even when you get into like Charles Manson, uh-huh. it's very calm in the beginning. Yep. And then just escalates. Yeah. Even he, he wasn't like that crazy. Cause after a while, like, um, he, he, they he ass- like he just wanted to be famous. He just wanted to be famous. And, uh, if, if you get down like, to it, what I got from it was that like, he strung them along for so long. And then like, they moved out to their, you know, their little ranch and, he started like he kept giving prophecies and he would like feed them acid and meth yep. Yep. and he would make all these fucking prophecies and then none of them came true. And so like they followed him for like years and it was just like, everything you're saying is not happening. Right. And then like, that's what they believe led to the murders. Yeah. But they don't, they don't care though because they're getting acid and they're getting drugs and well, they started to care. Well, eventually, yes. Eventually, yeah. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of That Meddlesome Jerk.